Lord, we can get into the Word now and uh, welcome all those who are joining us uh, um, through our virtual church. And uh, we're so glad that you're here with us at New Life. I'm Pastor David Kufall. And um, for those who just might be finding us today, we are located at 1021 South Center Street in Wapaton. And if you live in the Wapaton area or Breckenridge area, come on over be with us um, in our sanctuary, um, in our main campus. But we are glad that you are joining us right now um, here today. Because everybody who's joining us um, through all our different technologies, um, we consider you being right here present with us in church. And so we're glad you're part of our family and we are glad. And talking about being part of our family, um, we added something new there. I think you noticed there at YouTube and um, Facebook Live. We have a connect card. And we would love to have you connect with us because we want to call you out by name in prayer. So please fill out the connect card because we want to pray for you. We know you've been praying for us. There's a bunch of you who've been doing that. But we want to call your name out to God as we pray. And so please, just fill out the Connect card. That's all we want it for, is so that we can pray better for you than just saying, Lord, touch everybody who joins us um, on our virtual church campus. And uh, because we're a family around here. We like calling each other by name. And if you joined us Thursday night, you can see that we have a lot of fun doing that. Right, Carol? And so, um, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to get into our message today. Uh, we're going to be starting our third um, part of our series, slide 13. Um, we're going to be starting our, um, our third part of our series. And there's five parts of the series that we've been talking about. And so, but we're talking about lifting up the only one, the only one who can save us. Lifting up the only one who can save us. We can't find salvation through our own efforts. We cannot find salvation through human wisdom. We can only find salvation through Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? And so, um, we've, we're going to ask a question here. That humanity, every generation has to answer. Who is Jesus? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank You and we praise You, Lord, for this series. We thank You, Lord, that we can lift You up today. And not just today, but each and every day. We thank You, Lord, that for us who have accepted You into our hearts, we know how real You are. Like the old hymn says, you ask me how I know He lives. It's because He lives within my heart. And Lord Jesus, I would love to see everyone in the hearing of my voice know how real You are because they, You become real in their own lives. That You come into their hearts, Lord. So I pray for everyone who's um, listening today. That if they haven't asked you into their heart yet, Jesus, they'll not put it off any longer. 
but they'll come to know you as their Lord and Savior, except for, for except what you did for them on the cross. That your blood can wash away all their sins. That you can bring healing to their lives. That you can make them whole, Lord. And Lord, they can have a relationship with you. Lord, you're so wonderful. And Lord Jesus, you said, as we've learned through this series, that if you be lifted up, you would draw everyone to you. And so, Lord Jesus, we lift you up on high. And we praise you. And we love you, Lord. Thank you for your anointing to preach this word. Thank you, Lord, for your unction today. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Each generation needs to answer the question, who is Jesus? John 12, 34 says, The people answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? And then they asked the question, Who is this Son of of man who is this son of man you see we need to help this generation we need to help those um, that we know so many people are biblically illiterate today they're biblically illiterate um, or they take the Bible out of context and you know, it's not much different from Jesus' day. It says here, the people answered him, proclaims an unsatisfactory answer that Jesus gave them. Even with God the Father speaking from heaven, they were not satisfied. It's actually, when they said this, the people answered him, it's actually an answer of unbelief. My word, how many have said, oh, I wish I could walk with Jesus. Well, they did, and they still didn't believe. We need to help this generation know who Jesus is. They don't even know what the Bible says about Him. The Bible has been kicked out of school back in the 60s, and now it's, you, you don't even see the Bible mentioned in the history books anymore. In fact, they don't teach history, they teach social studies, and they've gone beyond what they used to do in social studies when you and I were in school. They've, kind of, they've erased God completely out of it, and social studies is more about the social condition than what happened in our past. They tried to answer the question of man's ills through psychology. They try to answer the question of through man's effort. But look at how it's failed us. We've given out trophies for just making an effort without learning the consequences of winning and losing. We, 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 don't, we don't lift up hard work anymore. We don't even lift up being polite to those of our own generation, let alone those who are older than us. I've even seen it firsthand. I've heard about the reports, but I've seen it firsthand on Facebook where people, um, younger people have said, "If you, I wish you boomers would just die and get out of the way. 
Folks, we need each other more than ever. The boomers need the Zers. The millennials need Generation X. Besides, they were their parents. We need one another. And we need to help tell people about who Jesus is and how He can change their lives. And so they say to Jesus, how do you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? This presents these people attempting to excuse their willingness to obey moral appeal to the conscious by raising some biblical difficulty. And I see that today as well. You should, I don't know if you've seen the debate on, online between people trying to figure out what does this Bible say and how sometimes be, they're debating these things which is so simple. God said it. That settles it. Amen. We used to sing an old song years ago. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it for me. Well, I'll tell you what, we don't, if God said it, it should just settle it. Regardless if we believe it or not. He is the King. He is the Creator. He is the One who gave us breath to breathe. He's the One that makes sure that you're alive every single day. So they say to Jesus, who is this Son of Man? If they did not know by now, there was nothing that could be done that would ever help them to know. They had Jesus with them. But you know what? Today, this generation, I don't care if it's boomer or millennial, doesn't even know who Jesus is and we need to help them know. So what do we need to do? Well, we've been talking about it for the last few weeks. Number one, we need to lift up Jesus in everything we do. Our faith in Jesus should affect everything we do. Can you say amen? If it would, we'll vote right. Because we've prayed about it. We've looked at what each one thinks. If we do, we'll treat each other right. Amen? We'll even leave a tip for the waitress who served us. I don't ever understand how a Christian can go out to eat and not leave a tip for the waitress who served you. Even if the person did a horrible job. That's how they make their living, folks. They don't get paid what you do at your job. The servant is worthy of their hire. I usually pay extra. I usually tip a little bit better if they do a fantastic job. Because I figured they earned it. We pray, learn, go together in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we will succeed if we lift Jesus higher. Can you say amen to that? So we need to walk as children of the light. Jesus said in John 12.35, Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness 
overtakes you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. The book of John talks about how Jesus was the light that came into the world. And we as believers should be reflecting that light to others. They should know Jesus because they know us. They should see Jesus in our life each and every day. When people examine our lives, what do they see? Come on. Do they see Jesus reflected in our in us through our faith? And that not of yourself? Come on. I mean, do they see Jesus reflected in our lives? That does not mean that we're perfect, does it? For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. Amen? We, we've, got a, we've got a good friend of our church that we've been praying for. And uh, he's come a long way from where he once was. And I got a phone call yesterday, just blessed my heart. Um, he, he moved his father-in-law in with him. And his father-in-law um, is with the dogs all day long. And sometimes the dogs just don't behave themselves. So he's got a water bottle there. And, 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 and he squirts the dogs um, with the water bottle when they're misbehaving to get them to behave. And that's great. That's a, a good tool. It's better than beating your dog, right? So he just squirts the dog because the dog doesn't want to get squirted in the face with the water. And they know they're being naughty. Well, it's not a bad thing, right? Sometimes you've got to you gotta train those dogs, especially those big dogs. I mean, you could ride those dogs to church. That's how big those dogs are. But I love the fact that the son-in-law, who doesn't really know Jesus yet, but he's coming to him, Jesus was looking at his father-in-law and his father-in-law was a little frustrated and something came out of his father-in-law's mouth that his son-in-law couldn't believe because his father-in-law saved. Now, now this, 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 is, this is where it gets good. The son-in-law picked up the water bottle and squirted it in his father-in-law's face and said, don't you sin like that. Now, that is now listen to me. Listen to me. That father-in-law has had a profound effect on his son-in-law for him. Number one, he knows that his father-in-law loves him and that he can play with his father-in-law like that by squirting him in the face. But number two, he has watched his father-in-law, even though he's not a perfect man. He's a great guy. A lot of fun to be around. And, and this father-in-law, he and I get along really well. We tease each other all the time. But there must be something in the father-in-law's life that's been affecting his son-in-law. That he knew that's not his father-in-law. And he squirted him to tease him and said, don't sin like that in my house. Now, come on. This is somebody who's come a long way. This is somebody who's come a long way because he's watched his wife. He's watched his father-in-law. Neither one of them are perfect, but they love Jesus. He's watched his mother-in-law. 
He's watched their lives, even his sister-in-law. Come on. And we're believing it won't be long. It won't be long. Because he's one of our favorite people that we love. Amen? But can you imagine if we would all reflect Jesus, even though we're not perfect? There's a clear warning given in this scripture that their day was nearly gone and an eternal darkness was coming. That's the same today, folks. I believe that we are in those birth pains that Jesus speaks about in Matthew 24. That the rapture of the church is right around the corner. And the great tribulation is going to be starting. Talk about great darkness. We are given only one life. And one day we will die. That is the fact of life. We need to make the choice where we're going to spend eternity. Hell is a real place. So is heaven. And we don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go to hell. You can get out of that. And all you have to do is accept Jesus into your heart. And heaven can be your home for eternity. So believe in the light. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus says in verse 36, While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become the sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Jesus is the light. Amen? He came to shine light into the darkness. Make Christ the central focus of your life and living. If you do, you can't help yourself but to lift Him up. Amen? We love to sing that old chorus, Lift Jesus Higher. Lift Jesus higher. Lift Him up for the world to see. He said, if I be lifted up from this earth, I would draw all men unto me. Let us make it our focus to reach this generation for Christ by lifting Him, Jesus, up. Helping them to come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. The Bible says this was the last public word of Jesus. After this in the book of John, it was just Him and the disciples. If the Word of God is rejected, ultimately the Lord will hide Himself I remember when I pastored in Maine, the pastor of the largest church in the state, 
His church was out in the middle of a swamp, <laughs> believe it or not. You see, when there's a good church, people would travel to go there. Or at least that's how it used to be. <laughs> Since COVID, before the pandemic, those are the good old days now. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. Those are the good old days now. Before COVID, everybody would go to church that were Christians or said they were Christians. They'd go to church. Even the folks you see only once a month would go to church. But since the church has been reopened and we're going into the post-COVID time, we're not there yet, but, the, but we're getting a handle on it now. The president has been proving these new drugs work. Um, they gave him the experimental drugs on Friday and Saturday. And uh, um, they're still in testing. So the president volunteered to be one of the test subjects because, you know, he's the leader of the free world. And so they gave him the cocktail that they have found is working really well. And then they gave him nanotechnology that mimic white cells. And they are only trained to go after the COVID-19 virus. Well, he went in on Friday with a fever and needing oxygen. Yesterday, they took the oxygen away from him and the fever was completely gone. The next few days will know better for him. But if this, this, this is working and they, he's another test subject, you know, the, the FDA says, we, you developed the drugs, now we got to test it. We've tested it on the animals, it's worked on the animals, now we got to have a trial with people. He just happens to, because he is the president, um, the leader of the free world, instead of giving him a placebo, they gave him the actual stuff. Okay? That's how those testing works. This group gets the placebo, this group gets the stuff. Nobody knows if they're the placebo or they're getting the real stuff. Um, and so they're getting through that, and pretty soon this should be being able to use for people. Right now, the only thing that's been approved is the blood transfusion. Those who've had it and they give the transfusion. The problem is it takes five days for your white blood count, your blood cells to build up to attack the virus. And for some people who are in the demographic of being old or having an underlying condition, they don't have five days to fight it off. And so this new stuff and don't start, I know there's going to be the conspiracy people out there, oh, they put nanotechnology, what are they doing to his DNA? They're going to, come on, folks. Come on, folks. <laughs> we, we know that those things can, things can be manipulated. But come on, folks. Not everything that we, not everything is a conspiracy. Right? Come on. Hmm. Of course, if it helps him watch some of the things that come out of his mouth. But you know, <laughs> one of his pastors that um, is on his, um, that works in the White House and helps him, he says uh, he's a lot better than in 16. He's working on his sanctification, and the Holy Spirit's the only one that can teach us how to control our mouths anyway. But anyway, returning to Maine. Pastor out in the middle of nowhere and the church was always full of mega church. Sunday night he was preaching. Yeah, they used to have Sunday night services. Did you know that? Some churches still do. 
Um, he was preaching on a Sunday night. And the Spirit of God was moving wonderfully. And all of a sudden, he stopped. And he said, there's somebody here who needs to have Jesus into their heart. You better accept Jesus Christ today. This is your last chance. Please come and give your heart to Jesus. And, and, and he was so... He never usually did an altar call like that. He did not get so emphatic. He would give an altar call. People would come and he prayed for. He believed in praying for people. He, he, he was a great evangelist. But he was so impressed by the Holy Spirit that there was a man. And he said, there's a man here. But the Lord didn't tell him who it was. Because you see, God gives us free will to choose. We can choose to come to Christ and ask Him as Savior or we can refuse and reject like Jesus was warning here. And if we refuse too often, he'll, just, he'll say, okay, you made your choice. I'll just hide myself from you. That's a sad thing. But the, but the minister is saying, there's somebody here. This is your last chance. Don't leave here. You get another chance to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. Well, the man was there with his whole family. He had several children. He and his wife were there. But he drove separately to meet him at church. He wouldn't come to the altar. In fact, his wife said he was very fidgety. His wife said that he, he, he almost went, but he chose not to. And when the service was gone, he couldn't get out of there fast enough. And he got into his car and he drove away. And while he was driving home, a logging truck was going down the road. And he and the logging truck met. And the man went off into eternity without Jesus. You don't know how broken-hearted that pastor was when he was doing that man's funeral. That he couldn't have persuaded him to come to the altar to meet Jesus. When I remember hearing the pastor telling the story at one of the meetings we were at together, there was tears coming down his cheeks. And he says, I never want to have to face that again. Don't reject Christ. Come to know Him as your Lord and Savior while you still can. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Let Jesus Christ become real to you. He is standing here today calling out to you. He is calling out to you right there where you are at. Come to know Jesus today. He loves you. He cares for you. And He wants to save you. Oh, the message of the cross is the only thing that's going to change your life. That Jesus died for you on the cross so you could be saved. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank You. We praise You, Lord, for this day. I thank You, Lord, for all who have heard this message today. And Lord, if there's someone who's listening to me today that doesn't know You as Savior, Lord, draw them. Draw them to You. Draw them to Your grace, Lord. If you would like to ask Jesus into your heart right where you are at. If you're saying, Lord Jesus, I want You in my heart. 
just pray this prayer with me if you all would repeat it with me this morning. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean. I want to belong to You. Make me whole, Lord. Heal the pains in my life. Thank You, Jesus, for dying for me on the cross. Thank You, Lord, You are alive. And You're waiting to bring me to heaven when my life is done. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me today, welcome to the family of God. Now let me tell you something. That prayer is not what saved you. It's believing in the one who can. If you put your full faith in Jesus Christ, He's the only one who can save you and turn your life around. Well, we are glad that you joined us this week. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday night at 6.30. And uh, if you are in Wapiton or Breckenridge, we'd love to have you join us for our Thursday night um, service. We pray and we sing and then I bring the word and it's a great time. So, And we are located so conveniently at 1021 South Center Street in Wapaton. And we would love to have you join us for our prayer and praise service. And we love you. And next week you're in for a treat. Please tune in. Um, there's a lot of you who love uh, when Joanne comes and preaches at our church. And so she's going to be here next Sunday. So I know you're faithful to this uh, program. And we can't wait to see you next week, uh, especially Thursday, of course, only on Facebook Live. Hopefully we'll make a transition to YouTube as well. Well, God bless you. We're so glad you could be with us.